Ah, the Big Apple at night. New York, New York, the city that never sleeps. <laughs> How can they? There are way too many lights. But I want to talk about these ones, the red ones. Here's what they look like if you come closer. These red lights are a must, and they're called aircraft warning lights. They're mounted on the top corners of tall buildings to ensure there's no risk that an aircraft will collide with them. The lights are visible for miles around the structure and will signal the passing aircraft that there's a building that they should avoid. Please. The lighting standards are set by the International Civil Aviation Organization and are adopted worldwide. Now they require that all obstacles 148 feet above ground level and taller are marked with warning lights. In close proximity to an airport, even lower buildings can be illuminated too. So any building, towers, electricity pylons, and chimneys will have these lights for safety. The number of lights and light levels depend on the width and length of the structure. There are also different types of buildings. Some should be lit only at night, some both during the day and night. They can use red or white lights. For buildings that should only be lit at night with red lights, there must be lights at the 148-foot level. Taller buildings should also have lights at the 345-foot level and at 690 feet. Buildings that must be lit both during the day and night with white lights have them with 345, 690, and 1,033 feet. The first skyscraper in the world is the Home Insurance Building located in Chicago. It was built back in 1885. It was a special building constructed using a new method. Buildings used to be supported by masonry walls, which couldn't be very tall because they would be too heavy. The home insurance building had a revolutionary design that allowed it to be higher than other structures. It had an inner skeleton made of steel. The walls around it could be way thinner than usual, and the whole structure could be higher. The home insurance building was a 10-story one, standing at 138 feet tall. Today, it wouldn't even require any aircraft warning lights because it's not even considered that tall. Still, the building started the new construction era. It stood strong until 1931, when, together with several other buildings around it, they took it down to construct something new – the field building that Chicago has now. In 1931, the year the Home Insurance Building was demolished, the Empire State Building was finished. It is 1,250 feet tall, like 10 home insurance buildings on top of one another. That's the construction progress humanity achieved in just 46 years. The Empire State Building became the tallest one in the world. Now, long surpassed, it's the skyscraper that held the record for the longest time – for 39 years to be exact. In 1970, the World Trade Center became the highest one, although it was just 100 feet taller. Now, a bit more than a half a century later, the Empire State Building is ranked 53rd on the list of the tallest buildings. Humanity climbed way higher. Now, the world champ is Burj Khalifa, located in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. The building was finished in 2010. It's 2,717 feet tall, more than two Empire State Buildings on top of one another. Skyscrapers are often made of glass for several reasons. First of all, they can press glass in every shape possible. So, the skyscraper can no longer just be a plain boring tower as before. They can design it in any fancy shape as they do around the world. Second, the glass is thin, 
There's no need for thicker walls like pre-home insurance building times. The walls are thinner, and the floors are bigger, providing more inner space. Glass is also pretty light and allows to make the building very high. Transparent glass reduces the need for electrical lighting inside the building, so it's also very cost-effective. Even more, glass is temperature and weather-resistant. And finally, it just looks posh, fancy, and modern. Compare this and that. The latter definitely looks more futuristic and cutting-edge. Skyscrapers started out in the United States, but became very popular in Asia, which now has over 7,500 skyscrapers. A skyscraper is now a construction that is 492 feet tall and higher. 9 out of 10 tallest buildings in the world are located in Asia. The country with the most skyscrapers is China, with more than 3,000 of them. Asia has the largest population in the world, and its economy is booming. So, growing high happened to be a perfect solution to fit the most people in its cities. The second most skyscraper-populated continent is North America, with more than 1,000 skyscrapers. New York alone has more skyscrapers than all of Europe combined. And here comes my next question. Why doesn't Europe build skyscrapers? There are just 250 of them there, and half of them are located in just three cities. Moscow in Russia, Istanbul in Turkey, and London, the UK. Let's go back to the beginning. And that is the end of the 19th century when skyscrapers' history starts. The first skyscrapers were built in the United States. As an independent country, the United States of America was just one century old back then. They built cities from scratch. There was a lot of available land. People could build a house here and here and also over there. By that time, Europe had been growing for a while already. The history of Paris dates back to 259 BCE. It wasn't one century old, but 20 centuries old. German Cologne was founded in 38 BCE. Rome, Italy's capital city, dates back to 753 BCE, so it was 26 centuries old back then. By the end of the 19th century, Europe had been pretty much built. There was not much extra room for construction, and no one wanted to take down the Colosseum and put up some fancy skyscraper instead. This is history, and Europe likes to preserve history. There was no practical reason for changing things. The driving force of Asian and American skyscrapers was the booming city population and especially rapid urban development of city centers. As people were moving to the city from the suburbs, they needed more floors to accommodate more people on a limited territory. In Europe, despite the population growth and city migration, there was still enough room for everyone. The Europeans are very protective of their city skylines. One interesting story of Brusselization takes us to Brussels, the capital of Belgium. In the 1960s, there were no zoning regulations, and some buildings in Brussels were demolished to make room for more modern ones to develop business districts. Uncontrollable construction started, and modern buildings were built in random places around Brussels. They had no cultural or historical value, and they didn't fit in the city's architecture at all, messing up the city's image. Many architects and other people protested, and new laws were introduced, restricting the demolition of buildings of historical importance and taking construction under control. Other European countries learned from Belgium's mistakes. People across Europe still dislike modern structures. 
Many cities adopted zoning regulations, and building a fancy glass skyscraper in Europe isn't that easy. Still, cities with big financial centers, like London, Moscow, Frankfurt, or Istanbul, require commercial space. So, in some cities, there are several skyscrapers somewhere outside the historic center, forming separate skyscraper districts. And then there's Rome. It rejects any skyscrapers completely, stating there will never be a high-rise there. Some other Italian cities follow in its footsteps, willing to preserve their historical image. But there's more to it. It's not just people and cultural preservation. Building a skyscraper in Europe isn't as easy as in North America for engineering reasons as well. For example, Berlin, the capital of Germany, is built on muddy ground going down about 260 feet. That's the height of a 20-story building. Without firm ground, a tall building can't stand on the surface safely. Hey, ever played Jenga? Yep, it's kind of the same, only in real life. Building something really tall requires a lot of groundwork. Plus, it can be risky. That's another reason for the lack of skyscrapers, in addition to the attempts to preserve history. And now, let's play. I'll show you several city skylines, and your task is to guess which city it is. Off we go! Here's the first one. Very easy. What do you say? Of course, this is New York. How about this one? It's Hong Kong, China. This is the city with the largest number of skyscrapers in the world. It has 517 skyscrapers, twice more than all of Europe. Okay, let's move on. What city is this? This is Dubai, the United Arab Emirates. By the way, this is what the city looked like in 1990, before they found oil. Yep, it's the same city. And yes, it's just a 30-year difference. Can you recognize this one? It's good old Chicago, the toddling town. What's next? It's Frankfurt, Germany. Okay, a couple more. You can make it. That's Istanbul, Turkey. And the last one for you, it's easier. I'm sure you'll recognize it. Yes, that's Melbourne, Australia. G'day, mate!